Hello and welcome once again to The Blueprints. This is Canada's Conservative Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Schmail, Member of Parliament for Halliburton Court, the Lake Sprock, with new content for you every single Tuesday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on today's show. We are talking about the do as I say, not as I do, approach to the Liberal Environment Plan. To talk about that and much, much more, we have Gerard Detell, the Member of Parliament for Louis Saint Laurent, also the critic for the environment. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Jamie, for the invitation. No Quite problem. And I should point out, uh, you are the one-time host of the yes. Blueprint, but in the French Absolutely, version. and uh, as you, I'm a former journalist, a former TV journalist, so this is why we see so many Conservatives on TV as a Member of Parliament. That is true. That is true. So if you like the content, please like, comment, subscribe, and share this program. And of course, if uh, you want, you can download it on platforms like CastBox, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, you name it, it is out there. The Environmental Conference, COP21, the Coalition of Willing Partners, 28 took place, mm -hmm. uh, I guess, I don't know how many weeks ago in, in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, beautiful country, the, mm -hmm. the UAE, beautiful country. Uh, I've been a couple of times, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, but I think there are some problems coming out of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's like I said, it's the do as I say, not as I do liberals. Well, you know, we, everybody is concerned about what's happening right now with the climate change, and we have to address the impact of that for sure, as our leader said at the Quebec Convention. But, you know, it's, it's quite a little bit touchy to see, to be polite, to recognize that the whole world is going in the middle of the desert, you know, in very big hotel and very convention center full of electricity, full of consum consumption of energies, full of air climate conditioning to address to save the planet, what they are saying. So this is why we have another approach us as a conservative. I am participant of this COP28, but virtually here in Ottawa or in my riding in Quebec City, I two, two or three times a day, I'm going there. Obviously, I'm not a full participant for sure. I do recognize it, but at least I can do my job as a critic for environmental mm -hmm. issue. And so this is why uh, during the, the COP28, I tabled in the question, a period, in the question period a few weeks ago about the fact that, you know, Canada has been ranked a year ago number 58 mm -hmm. about the efficiency to address the climate change. After eight years of this government, you know, it was Canada number 58. And at the COP28, a few weeks ago, they tabled the report of the refresh report. Where are we a year later? Well, bad news for Canada, especially bad news for the Liberal government, because based on that study, Canada is no more number 58. <laughs> it dropped to number 62. 60, and 60, drop, despite and drop. the carbon tax. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. you know, those guys, you know, in uh, the Liberal are always, you know, lecturing people. You know what is good for you. Mm -hmm. They are always, you know, giving all the leçons like we used to say in French. This is what is good for you. I know what is better for you. They want taxation. Yep. They impose taxation to people. They're lecturing them all the time. They have, you know, very great ambitious target. Mm -hmm. And they never reach any target in the last eight years. So this is why, you know, we talk about a lot of the Liberal hypocrisy when we're talking mm -hmm. about climate change. Because yes, climate change is real and we have to address it. And our leader was crystal clear at the Quebec Convention. And why I put emphasis on that, that it was at the Quebec Convention? Because, you know, it was not a communique published on Saturday at 4 p.m., you know, when nobody was working. Mm -hmm. No, it was in front of 2,500 members of, member of the, the Conservative Party, the grassroots member. Mm -hmm. We know, you know them very well, as I mean, mm -hmm. as I do know well. You know, there are grassroots people from coast to coast, you know. And at this milestone speech, the leader established the tripillar 
on what we base our policy when we talk to address the climate change uh, challenge that we have to, to address in, in, in our years. There is three pillars. The first one is not by taxation mm -hmm. that we will reduce emission. That's right. But it is more and ever than by fiscal incentive in new technologies. Because, uh, you know, the goal is to reduce emission. The goal is to reduce pollution. So this is why Mr. Poirier made it clear, no taxation, but, uh, but uh, fiscal incentive in new technology. The second pillar, green light to green energy. Fast-tracking fast project. When we talk about new, new technology, when we, about, when we talk about green technology, when we talk about green energy, we talk about uh, the wind farm, we, we talk about you know, the geothermal, nuclear, um, solar. Those are, the, those are the green energy that we have to develop, or hydroelectricity in my own province in Quebec. And the third pillar is to be proud of what we have as Canadian. We have great knowledge, we have great energy, we have great energy resources, and we have great natural resources. We have to exploit our own uh, facility, our own uh, natural resources, instead of buying it offshore and spending a lot of billions of dollars offshore instead of, we have everything in Canada to address this issue, but we have to be wise. And it's not by taxation. And uh, I would say the COP28 well, is not working. Yeah. Canada, but, do you, do you notice these conferences always take place in the best of everything? Maybe. In the most <laughs> fanciest of cities, in the most, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> tourist-heavy cities, in, in the places where people want to be, that's where you have these conferences. Well, I've noticed that, you know, two years ago it was in Egypt, uh, last a few months ago, last month it was uh, in Dubai. Well, maybe they will be welcome in Canada, you know. <laughs> and, well, uh, I have nothing against travel. Like, I, I think it's great for people to explore and see the world and, and, and see how different cultures and different countries do, do things and differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great part. But it's the constant lecturing yes. that I can't stand. The constant, yeah. the, the do as I say. Like, here's the overall philosophy, right? The liberals aren't against traveling. They're just against you traveling, right? <laughs> the common individual, the hardworking Canadian, they're against you traveling. Like, heaven forbid that you work your tail off all year, you, you, work, you break your back, and you look forward to that one vacation, and now you have somebody, a government, that loves mm -hmm. to travel. Again, nothing wrong with travel. Mm -hmm. But they don't want you to take that trip. They're okay to do it, though. Yes, th th this is the big problem. You know, I think you can, can show by example how we can how we can conduct ourselves to get inspiration for the people. Look, I attend on a daily basis, you know, the COP27 when it mm -hmm. happened a few weeks ago, and obviously it was not 100% of my time. Few hours in the morning, few hours late in the day, because we have 12 hours mm -hmm. of difference, uh, the jet lag from those from those from this country. So yes, I was not 100% there. But at least I did my own job, my, my job. And with the team that I have, uh, we discovered that document, you know, number 50, number 60. Yeah, but even even the solutions the, they're talking about at this conference, it's it's not about getting, like, incentivizing innovation so we have rapid innovation. Mm. It's more about restricting movements and freedoms of the individuals under the government's control. That's what they're basically talking about. You can't travel. You shouldn't drive a car. You know, don't eat meat. You, you know, right? Like it's always restricting the governed class, right? Not the governing class, the governed the, class. The governed class. And you know, I think we can find solution on a daily basis. 
instead of taxation. Mm -hmm. And we have seen, without a shadow of a doubt, that the system is not as it best. Look, in Quebec, we have the cap and trade system for the last 10 years. And I know what I'm talking about. I've been a member of the National Assembly when that, uh, that bill had been passed. But the point is, after 10 years, that we realize and recognize that a lot of money is skipping Quebec and going off, uh, elsewhere in California. The environmental and climate change minister of the province of Quebec tabled a few months ago the bilan of that saying that, well, we are sending $233 million in California. You know, I've checked this morning. California is not a third world country. You know, I think they don't need our help. But we will keep that money and, and addressing it with new technology. This is exactly where we stand. And so this was so, was so proud to see our leader, Mr. Poiliev, saying that at the, what, what I call the, the Discours de Québec, the Québec speech, you know, in front of 2,500 people from coast to coast, a grassroots member, but a very milestone speech to, to, to identify where we want to go. Fiscal incentive for new technologies, green light to green energy, and exploit all our Canadian resources. That's where we have, that's what we can do. And that's for sure we want, we have to reduce emissions. For sure we have to reduce pollution. But it's not by tax we will get it, right. but it's by personal incentive and also personal movement that we can do as a, per, as a person, as a government, and as a country. You put out a great video a little while ago mm -hmm. exposing all this, basically <laughs> repeating what we're saying. And mm -hmm. I want to queue up, cut one, uh, super producer Nick is going to get that on screen for us. Uh, it's, it's basically showing that these elites, those at the top, the governing class, will not sacrifice their luxuries in life, but they will tell you, the hardworking, middle class, normal Canadian, that you must sacrifice your enjoyment in life. And that's, that's the reality, the stark uh, reality of what the Liberals are doing. So we'll talk about that. Let's pick up one. Paris, Lisbonne, Rome, Florence, Abu Dhabi, Bali, Londres. Ça vous fait rêver? Eh bien, écoutez ceci, ça risque plutôt de vous faire déprimer. Je vous ne parle pas ici des options disponibles chez votre agence de voyage locale, mais bien plutôt des 23 destinations qu'a visité Catherine Stewart, l'ambassadrice au changement climatique, nommée par le ministre Stephen Guilbeault lui-même, il y a un peu plus d'un an. 23 destinations internationales dans les 12 premiers mois de son mandat, 23 voyages en moins d'un an, l'équivalent d'un voyage toutes les deux semaines, ça n'a pas de bon sens. Des frais de voyage pour 2022-2023 qui totalisent jusqu'à présent 189 096 Et l'année n'est pas terminée. 189 096 à même votre argent. Et là, je ne parle pas des émissions de GES qui ont engendré tous ces voyages. Mais vous connaissez l'adage, hein? Faites ce que je dis, faites pas ce que je fais. Une autre démonstration malheureusement flagrante de l'hypocrisie libérale. Pendant que vous, on vous demande d'être responsable pour les changements climatiques et de faire votre part, eh bien, eux, c'est le bar ouvert. Plutôt que de s'entêter à punir les familles qui doivent mettre de l'essence dans leur voiture, qui chauffent leur maison, et de punir nos agriculteurs qui mettent de la nourriture sur nos tables, le ministre Guilbeault devrait commencer par faire le ménage dans son ministère et couper dans les voyages. If you think about it, those individuals traveling the world and lecturing us on what we shouldn't do, basically live under their very tight restrictions, they're using disproportionately more 
Greenhouse gas emissions are spewing more because they're traveling a lot more. That's it. They have the ability. But of course, I don't know how the left looks at it. Like they have a moral authority to do so because they're fighting to save the planet. And, and we just want to, I don't know, uh, you know, do harm. Right. Like that's that's their their narrative. Well, and, and very sorry to say that, you know, we, we have to do something and not all talk but also mm-hmm. action. I don't know anybody who went uh, to, uh, to the Dubai uh, convention, to the COP28 at Dubai, by kayak, you know? <laughs> all of them travel by plane. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's exactly, or almost, on the other side of the planet. So all Canadians went there, all the civil servants of the environmental department. And I do understand that some people have to be there, but do we need so, ma- so many hundreds of people going there? I'm not quite sure, you know? Well, or at least send them, but don't lecture normal Canadians on the fact that they can't travel or go on vacation or make it so expensive through carbon tax and other methods that other people can't travel, right? You restrict our energy industry so the price goes up because the world is starving for energy right now. Mm. You know, cause and effect. And as long as we will need a so-called fossil energy, I will fight for Canadian energy. This is normal. I I want to help those who help me. You know, in the province of Quebec last year, we, and this is based on a study made by Les Hautes Études Commerciales in Quebec, 18 billion, 18 billion of liter, a liter of oil has been consumed in Quebec. 18 billion is a lot of, and 47 of that is coming from U.S. I have nothing against Texas and Louisiana, but I would prefer to buy Canadian oil. As long as we will need it, I will fight for Canadian energy. And this is true for oil, but also this is true for any kind of energy. Be proud to be Canadian. We have to be proud of what we're doing. And we have the best standard of ethic and the best standard of human rights and the best standard of environmental issue. Be proud to be Canadian and use our Canadian knowledge and use our Canadian ener- kind of energy and use our Canadian natural resources. In addition to fuel, say, for your car, heating, whatever, oil actually is a main ingredient in making pretty much everything we have. Mm. You take away petroleum products, you lose clothing in some cases, footwear, you know, your, your fancy iPhone or Galaxy, whatever it could be. Like, there's a lot of things when you really put your head to it that we rely on on a daily basis that could be impacted because there is a shortage of energy. But we have lots to, to carefully extract. We've just put so many restrictions on us, we can't. And, and you know, I think the people are the best to, ad- to identify how to reduce pollution. Mm-hmm. It's true for us as citizens, but it's also true as industry, you know? I met, uh, since I've been appointed by Mr. Poiliev, the critic for climate change and environmental, I met around 260 or 270 different group and people talking all the time about uh, uh, climate change and environmental, how to address it. And I used to say to the, you know, the, the industry people, I said, well, you guys, you know why you create something. You know how to create things. You know how you create also emission. You know how to reduce emission. Not me. No, it's not the government who will tell mm-hmm. you, you will, you will reduce it by this way, and by the way, I will, uh, will uh, tax you for that. No, I will ask government, what Mr. Poiliev said, we will give fiscal incentive to help you to reduce your emission by new technologies. You know how to, re- you know how you, how to, pre- uh, to create emission? You know why? You will know how to reduce it. 
Well, not, not the creating a, a, a level playing field, allowing the private sector to innovate. You have rapid innovation, right? Yeah. You you open the playing field to the press best product, right? And the market will decide. Unfortunately, this government decides by subsidies, right? Mm -hmm. Investing, so-called investing, picking a winner, and everybody else gets shut out, right? Mm -hmm. So everyone else that might, may, who knows, they might have a better product, but they have to work two, three, four times as hard to get attention into the marketplace because the government has created a false playing field. And each and every time I meet an industrial, he will tell us, you know, it's takes so long just to address the issue of subsidies mm -hmm. that we have, to, we pay people on a yearly basis to, to address it. No, it's less money to invest in new technologies, to invest in the business, to invest in real reduction. So this is why fiscal incentive is the best way, because by fis in, uh, tax credit or something like that, when you have tax credits, it's because you, you create mm -hmm. something, you have employees, you are working, and you are creating wealth for the society. So instead of paying more taxes, you will pay less taxes to invest in new technologies. This is a conservative principle, and it will work. Here, here. All works. right. You were up in question period just before the break. We're going to queue up that uh, that clip. Let's queue up cut two, uh, pointing out that the carbon tax just isn't working. So let's play cut two. And by the way, Mr. Speaker, who did say in 2015, Canada is back, the Prime Minister, yeah. but today the Canada is way, way back. That's the reality after eight years of this government. So the carbon tax is a tax plan, not an environmental plan. That's the point. And this is what is so sad and people are getting upset. You know, the independence of a small business community uh, had a survey about their own people and more than 3,000 people participated in it. 87% of them are sick and tired of the carbon tax. 87%. Well, they are not all conservative. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish to, but they are not all. <laughs> yeah. So for sure there is some liberals, there yep. is some of NDP, course, yeah. some leftists who are... Because why? Because they realize and recognize that it's not by taxation mm -hmm. that we will reduce emission. That's the point. That's right. And we have seen that in the last eight years, nine years, by this government, you know, lecturing everybody, ambitious plan, but ambitious, you know, target without reaching them at all. So this is what the liberals, uh, the, the, the testimony, I will say. This is the liberal uh, fact, and the liberal fact are not good for Canadians. Well, the more you replace your own individual decision-making with endless government decision-making, you're not necessarily a free individual. You're more of a subject. And, and you know, that, you know why you create pollution and emission. Yeah. You know how to reduce it. That's right. The government. And I think everyone is looking to be uh, better in whichever way they can. Sure. But right now, the alternatives are limited because we are not incentivizing rapid innovation, hmm. and that's a big part of that problem. This is where we. This is why we. The, the leader was crystal clear in September at the Quebec Convention. You know investing in new technology, green light to green energy, and be proud to use all the Canadian resources that we Absolutely. have. Absolutely. I don't know how you ended on the French blueprint, but <laughs> in this, the English version, we uh, always give the guests the final words, so the floor is yours. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to Canadians on a daily basis in the House of Commons. This is a privilege, you know. We don't own the seat in the House of Commons. People give it to us for two years, four years, and we'll check what you're doing with that, and after that, we'll review or not. It's a privilege and an honor to serve the House of Commons. And more we see, and you know, we all wish the best for this country. There is different ways to address it, but we all wish the best for the people. But I think, you know, after nine years that we have seen that, nope, this government uh, has not achieved anything, and more taxation doesn't solve anything.
Gerard Dutel, happy new year. Yes. Happy 2024. I look forward to kicking it off. Really, uh, really <laughs> fun with you on in, in, the, in the House of Commons holding this government to account. Thank you so much. Thank Eddie. you, Gerard. Thank you, uh, Member of Parliament Louis uh, St. Laurent. I almost forgot your writing. Critic for Environment as well. Uh, thank you for your time as well. We have new content for you every single Tuesday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this program. Of course, if you didn't catch this whole program in its entirety right this second, download it, listen to it on platforms like CastBox, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Tell your friends, too. Until next week, remember, low taxes, less governments, more freedom. That's the Blueprint.